0: what is going on everybody welcome back to another serious angler podcast hope everyone is doing well Uh, as always i'm your host bailey egbert and joined with me is the captain mr andy full and down below we have the man from colorado mr adam deacon what's going on boys
1: how much man excited to be here favorite favorite night of the week
2: yeah i love these fantasy fishing shows they are a riot and I love how everybody always like sends in questions and commentates and gets us on random tangents and and then we have prizes to give away, which is even sweeter. So it's uh, uh, it's it an felt, overall good time.
0: It feels like it's been a few weeks. I don't know why it feels so long, but I feel like it's only like been three weeks. Yeah, I don't know if I could be wrong. Either way, I I just got thrown for a loop here. Like my other window apparently. So I have the the weather forecast up, and I heard like as I'm doing the introduction, I hear like you know those random freaking news ads that pop up and they play a sound and it takes you forever to figure out where the heck it's coming from. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. I distracted the, the hell out of me, but boys, it, it is good to be back and it's good to see people already in the chat. And it does not look like, sorry, Mr. Dick Duckett, it, it does not look like Bart will be joining us tonight. Uh, you guys should be hazing him in his comments or in his DMS on social what media. Is going on? This is three shows in a row. So we're going to have to <laughs> give uh, give Bart That's some scary. hell here. But uh, what is up, everybody? We got a bunch of people joining in here in the comments. Appreciate you guys. Good to see y'all coming back because it is fantasy fishing. Uh, it is our Lake Chickamauga preview show. We're hyped for it. And uh, before we do, as always, boys, we got to uh, talk about Santee Cooper a little bit. Some fireworks. What, uh, what are some some takeaways from Santee? Granted, it's been two weeks, but still, what do you guys have to say after uh, another uh, two uh, sentry belts were were given out. Incredible. Drew yeah. Cook finally getting it done.
1: Man, it was so cool to see him win to wire to wire, and um, oh man, he's just such a, a competitive guy. And some of the interviews and stuff after the tournament, I just thought he did a great job, and just was like, I I don't know, I just I just thought it was uh fantastic to watch it, and man, I I sure love watching elite series guys chase fish on the bed.
0: You know what was awesome was watching – so, like, Luke Palm, like so, who was it before Luke that we had on the show that had a really, really good tournament? So, we have Luke on, and he is six at the Classic and then drops a 32-pound bag on the scales at Santee. I think this is just uh, – oh, I think it was Gussie that we had on that right after Gussie was on our show wins Tennessee River. I think we're just trying to tell these uh, these boys they got to get on the show. And then right after, they'll have some tournament success.
2: Yeah. Um, Bart asked you to email him the link real quick, Bailey.
1: Ah. Oh, Thank boy. You. What? <laughs> Rise appearance.
2: I think uh, Dick Duckett's going to get a little more Bart today. That's funny.
0: I don't know, Andy. I, I hear Emmy trying to join the show in here with yeah. us tonight. <laughs> be, give me one second. I'll be right back. <laughs> Good. Oh, gosh. But, dude, I think uh, what would have been insane to watch. I mean, obviously, Drew Cook had big bags every single day. I think his smallest was, what, 20? I think it was 24 flat, I think. Um, but they, I think if they had like two days where it was a little bit warmer the day leading or like leading up to the tournament, it would have been all out like utter insanity. Cause I think a lot of guys picked up on the whole site deal. Going in throughout the tournament versus day one seemed pretty slow for a lot of guys. Especially like Kufal, dude. I mean, he had like 16 pounds one day and almost came around to the win.
1: That's what's cool about a spawn derby, I think, too, is like you can roll up on them. You know, like I mean, like Drew Cook, once he found the first one on the bed, he said like it was gonna be that's all he was gonna focus on. I mean, he had the six and seven pounders, first two fish, those were the first ones that he, you know, he had those marked in practice. But the rest of guys, like, say you didn't find that, like you can roll up on a stretch and it's all females and they're there that day, you know, on the third day of the tournament or wherever it may be. So that's always a a really cool aspect of those spawn deals. And then, uh, one other surprise that I had was that, or that I thought about was that drew was around a lot of guys where he was catching those, uh, those spawners. I really expected that to fade out like as so many times that we see in these elite series events guys cannibalizing each other in those same areas i was impressed that he was be able to get it done and there be other guys kind of around him in that same area like they're beating on those fish
0: yeah and uh he's coming into the stream now long overdue for uh, his attendance if his camera even shows up doesn't look like he's fully logged in yet uh but we have bart joining us hopefully fingers crossed um, but we have down in the comments too Jim Wood that says uh Schlopper impressed him. I thought he was completely left field. I don't think anyone had Schlopper doing well in that event. I'm pretty sure he was probably like a one or two percenter. Yeah. But I think uh what we'll do is start rolling through our Santee Cooper lineups, figuring out our points here, oh, updating our score, maybe some picks that did really good for us, and so maybe some picks that Either
1: yeah, through you know, us you know, for a loop. We got to check scores on on Jack, don't we? Or on Santi Cooper.
0: We do. Yeah. We do indeed. And look at look at his look at his face here. Long awaited on the Serious Angler podcast. It's uh, not it's time weird. for
1: us anymore.
3: Yeah, it's it's weird to see your face, Bart. Yeah. Hey, I am uh, I am back. Can you hear me? Okay. I'm going to turn my camera off because like I am commuting, but I figured I could at least tune in audibly I, I want to like give a state of the union I'm sorry for my absence
2: State and theory. all that yeah 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 whatever you say bart yes. <laughs> i,
0: I, I kind of like this part you don't have to see bart's face anymore. oh <laughs> no, yeah less no, bart less bart
3: I, I am i am shamed right now i think i'm in last in fantasy i'm doing terrible i had a good Sandy cooper event which i think we'll get into but uh I I don't think it really matters because I got my brains beat in the first couple.
0: I I think you'll be positively surprised after we go through this results to see where you're lied in the the standings here, Bart.
3: Okay, sounds good. Well, like I said, I (laughs) am driving, so there is a chance I, like, tune out and stuff, but I, I will try to come back.
0: Bart, we have uh, a few somebody asking in the comments. They they thought, well, not asking, but apparently people thought you were in jail.
1: <laughs> care to comment on the state really? of the
3: game? Yeah, <laughs> yeah care, no. I care, what did you uh, do, Bart? <laughs> I, I didn't do anything. I actually have some big news that I'm gonna make. I'll make a post and announcement tonight. Um, I've been like crazy busy the last couple weeks for good reason. Um, but yeah, I'll be I'll be making a post tonight, kind of telling everybody what it's all about. But uh, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I haven't I haven't been around like anywhere, and I just laid, I actually did just kind of lay at my house and watch March Madness too. I had a great great two weeks not doing anything.
0: So what you're saying is tonight is your coming out party?
3: Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> coming right out. <laughs> I'm just messing. Um, buddy. <laughs> it's
0: good to have you back, buddy. Um,
3: let's thank uh, you. Let's no, start- for the record, so- someone's gonna clip that. I am straight. I like girls.
1: <laughs> for the record,
3: not that it would be an issue. We don't but- care. We are all
1: inclusive here at Serious <laughs> Angler Podcast.
3: We would love you all the same, Bart. <laughs> we are seriously <laughs>
1: inclusive. We are.
3: Seriously I know Dick inclusive. is just waiting for me to slip up. I just can't give him a chance. <laughs>
0: we know uh Dick Ducket was waiting for it.
3: Um I know. So, all right. That's right after I said it, I was like, Oh no. <laughs> 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 all
0: right. So boys I think let's uh let's start going around the room here. Uh Andy, if you wanna kick us off, maybe some picks that did well for you, some that did not, and then where you ended up points was for sure
2: so, uh, Corey Johnston, top five. He's been hot to start the year. Great. Ike and Ellie bombed. I'm never picking Ike and Ellie again. That was a tournament I thought that he may have had a chance if they were pre-spawn, and it seems like they all just kind of went to spawn and disappeared, and then... We're going to uh, clip that and, and post it as social tagging Ike. Uh, go ahead. like Done picking <laughs> him. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I, I, I think he would be like, yeah, I've had a couple bad tournaments. I don't disagree with him at this point. Um... <laughs> But that's about it. I know I came in last in points, and I had 10.56, which I think last year there were a couple of tournaments at 10.56 would have won. So, um, you know, yeah. Gotta pick up my game and get everybody in that top 50 cut this next tournament. That's all I'm gonna say.
0: I don't know. With the way some uh, Deacon's been picking these guys, you gotta get them all in the top 30 to keep up with yeah, here. Apparently. Whew. yeah, But, uh, I will go next here and say that I just barely scraped by Andrew here. Uh, I had two guys in the top 10. I had Brandon Cobb, who I'm most proud of because he was sixth place and his percentage owned was 1.83%, That's which cool. I am shocked that it was that low. Um, and then obviously had John Cox in there placing seventh. Uh, and what really burned me was Chris Johnston and Justin Atkins, who I knew Atkins was going out on a limb for, but I knew he could be good in a spawn but he was, he was, Atkins was in 18th place in for, and after day one, uh, but wound out in 63rd. So I ended up with 1,075 points. So just barely making it past Andy. So, uh, Bart, if you want to uh, go next for us, or do you need me to read off your uh, deal here? Uh oh. We got some yeah, um, interesting comments.
3: Can you can right. you reread me my team? Can you reread me my team, please? I don't want to pull it up while I'm driving.
1: Yes, your team. Let's not have a live car crash, please.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah we don't need yeah. that. Uh Bart, I am
0: uh I have high <laughs> praise for your your pick uh on Luke Palmer, who was in fourth place, who dropped I think he had the biggest bag of the tournament, did he not? With yeah, thirty three pounds, five ounces. Um, and then you had John Cox, who was in seventh place. Uh, yeah, and you had, I picked.
3: I didn't get to talk about it, but I picked Luke Palmer because he was so hot. Like, up he was classic. so hot, and he's been fishing oh, yeah. so good. Yeah, it was just and shallow water, you know. Like, that's a shallow water junk in Derby, and I just felt like he was going to do good.
0: Makes sense. Kind of fit that Oklahoma mold. Um, and then you had Patrick Walters in 19th. Hunter Shryock, who I think was actually a really good pick, too, uh, in 31st. And then what kind of bit you a little bit, and I think oh, really bit you, was Caleb Sumrall in 70, uh, 72nd. And you wound up with 1,178 points. So really good tournament for you, Bart. Yeah. I think we're losing connection on Bart here in a second. But Deacon, yeah, I- do you want to – wanna- i I think we're losing
1: bart all right yeah yeah uh i'm still making my picks for tonight so i'm like oh, multitasking but anyways uh so my picks um were a little bit gut picks and also some research as i kind of always do but i've this year i'm going a lot more gut picks and it seemed to be working out um i had cox like a bunch of us um he obviously had a great tournament i don't think anyone expected him to not have a great tournament after the first day i was like Ah, he's still in the top 20. Like, get ready. He'll, he'll t- top 10. Here we go.
0: One day of practice. <laughs>
1: yeah. Just crazy, right? And then uh, I same kind of deal, man. I've been running guys who have been hot and keeping that momentum. Brian New is just deadly. Anywhere in South Carolina, anywhere that region, he's just fishing well. That was my bucket B pick. He finished 12th. Um, my lowest pick, of, and this was the one I was like questioning, uh, of all things, was uh, Chris Johnston. He finished 52nd. Um, still not a terrible, like you just can't have guys bomb bomb, right? Like still a 50th place finish, especially if you've got a bunch of other guys in the top 10 kind of region, uh, you're in good shape, especially those like low top tens. Uh, my bucket D was Palmer again, the same concept as Bartman. man. He's fishing so dang good right now. And I'm just roll. I think I've, I think I've honestly picked Palmer in the last three derbies, at least the last two. Um, and he's finished fourth. So that was, uh. Awesome to see. And then uh, my my bucket e-pick was Kyle Welcher, man. Finished 34th. Gotta be happy with that. And my uh, my total points on Chick was uh, Santee uh Cooper. Sorry, Santy Cooper. <laughs> uh 1,229. So good coming in hot. Good Dang. one. Yeah, good job.
0: Well, bravo, Deacon. Bravo. Another is that your third win this year?
1: I think so. We might be in a row. If oh, not man. maybe in a row, but we're close. You're
0: gonna be so here's what I'm I'm curious about. So you're beating me by five points right now, which for our golf scoring is a considerable amount, and I'm still at 93% for fantasy fishing. What are you at right now?
1: 98. Whew. All
0: right. Good luck, everybody trying to catch Deacon for the rest of the yeah. year. I'm to tell they, uh, you where
2: I'm at. I suck.
0: I am going to pull up uh, Omnia Fishing and just send you your bait for the year, Deacon. <laughs>
1: there we go. Yeah, what do you want? Like, let's it's throw me. it out there. What do you want? Oh, man.
2: <laughs> Throwing Gosh, it in. Bad like, bad. where's the white towel? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Don't give up. so Come on. I'm not. We have
0: yeah. we have the updated scoring after Santee Cooper. Uh, for folks that are new to this episode, of the four of us, we're doing a small little private group that's for for fun, winners gonna get some baits, and then losers gonna have to do something pretty funny, which we'll disclose towards the end of the season. It looks like I'm dead last. So <laughs> Andy, wait. get ready, buddy.
3: <laughs> um, what we're doing is
0: golf scoring amongst, golf the, four scoring amongst the four of us, <laughs> and we're echoing on Bart's truck here. So we're gonna uh, <laughs> we're gonna mute Bart. Um, so Bless Bart. in last place, in last place, right now with 14 points is <laughs> Mister. Andy, full
2: give him a round of applause. Folks. No,
1: people come can't on. win
2: them all, buds. Can't win them all.
1: Can't win any, actually.
2: But... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks for the reminder. <laughs>
1: I'm just kidding. I'm just
2: kidding. So serious around here, jeez. <laughs> right. In
0: third place, in third place with 11 points, Mister Adam Bartuzik, uh, who will not give a round of applause because oh, come he's been... I him out. I just showed up kind of.
2: Well, he won like everything last year. So it's nice to see him just barely ahead of me. All right.
0: Just, yeah. <laughs> Which by the way, do we lose Bart? I don't Oh, he's in the stream here. Yeah. Let's see if, let's see if he's still around. Bart, are you still alive?
3: Yeah. Can you hear me?
0: We can hear you loud and clear now. Maybe not anymore. All right. We'll keep you. We'll keep you muted until you're ready to talk. Uh... <laughs> all right. We're kicking Bart from the street. <laughs> Poor Bart. <laughs> All right. And then in second place is myself with 10 points, so only one off of Bart. Uh, I need to st- quit these last two weeks of third-place finishes. And then in first with a whopping five points, have an amazing That's start. quite the lead. Wow. Three wins and a second-place finish, Mr. Adam Deacon.
2: There we go, buddy. All right.
0: Colorado coming in hot.
2: Coming in hot. <laughs> How is the weather out there? Is it uh is it hot yet?
1: No, we're we're I mean we're getting there. I think this weekend's gonna be warm and our uh our at least our local lake here, Horse Tooth, uh real close to me opens up and and the smallies snap there early. So it should be fun this nice. weekend. Get out a little bit. And then I'm headed to uh Texoma to go fish as a co-angler. So Excited oh. to go fish that in the Toyota What series. event is that? It's a Toyota series. And I got to be down in Lubbock, Texas for work early next week. And so I was like, I don't really want to haul the boat down and not have practice. Uh, And they might be on the bed there. So uh, I figured let's jump in as a co, especially after Lake of the Ozarks not doing well. It's like, where can I uh, still learn and and fish something else? So I think that's what I'm going to do on Texoma.
0: Heck yeah, dude. We're looking forward to seeing how you do on that one. Uh, We have an interesting question in here, which I'm confused by this right now. So, they're saying, "What's the craziness with some of the pros standing on their graphs, like on their bow?" I've seen some people like talking about this and raving about it recently because of Santee. But I feel like this is not new. Like, I feel like uh-huh. they've been doing this for a long time. Long time. It, it tends
2: to be the shorter anglers who do it. Too. <laughs> like I'm just saying because it's hard to see them sometimes. The tall guys have an advantage. Like I don't think you'll ever see <laughs> KVD. I don't think you'll ever see KVD standing on a Kong mount with like a 12 inch toss helix or Solix, right like it's the short guys that don't weigh very much they're the ones that are up there just so they're able to see a little bit and if i wish they would all put out like their hidden clips because i'm sure all of them fall at some point during the derby
0: matt aries was i Fantastic. felt his,
2: you could you could feel that in, in this video yeah. yeah he wasn't even standing on he just fell trying you're to get standing around in, yeah you're standing yeah. in front
0: of it and like with like that, dude, I would freak me. I'd rather stand on my grass than stand in front of it on the troll motor. i just, that's just a disaster waiting to happen. It's like Kyle Welcher falling in. Do you guys see that clip of him standing yep. in front of his grass and took a slip? Uh,
1: yeah. Scary stuff, man. Be that like, like whenever you're on the front of your boat like that, you've got, oh, you've got no room for error when you set no. the hook on a fish.
0: Yeah. No. Um, so I don't think that's like a, it's not a new thing. So I don't know why people are freaking out about it about that um but yeah so moving on from santee cooper let's start uh talking prediction wise for lake chickamauga next week first week of april and uh some insider information i went and got some uh some information from our good buddy mr caleb bell who lives down on lake chickamauga um and because i got insider information i will share with the group i will be fair uh, water temperatures are around 60 degrees uh, for majority of the river uh, with, he said some of it is hovering, you know, the high fifties, obviously some backs of the creeks, you can find a little bit to that low sixties, uh, which I think will be intriguing. It's you we were talking about this offline is, do we think spawners are going to show up? Do we think they're not? Uh, I think that's one that's going to be intri- intriguing to see next week. And I'm sure, and I'm sure there's going to be some, I just don't know how hard it's going to play. I'm sure if your your name's John Cox, you'll find him, uh, or
2: Buddy Gross, who's another one that always seems to battle him there.
0: I think if 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 Buddy's gonna have a bite, my money would be on Buddy having a really good pre-spawn area mm-hmm. versus trying to find spawners. Um, he
1: really sells in the post there, but we'll get yeah. that in Bucket A, right? Then. Yeah,
0: right. Uh, So looking really quick at the weather for the folks that are are tuning in and folks that are listening after the fact. Wednesday of next week, so before day one, we have uh, a high of 75 degrees. So that is really good to get the temperatures up, get things rolling, and get things probably brewing to where fish might want to get up and do the nasty. Um, And on Thursday, it is is cloudy, uh, mid-60s, 41 degrees overnight. So a 10, uh, 10 degree differential from the previous night. Friday goes as uh, a high of a mid fifties dropping into the thirties overnight with mm-hmm. Saturday saying just about the same a couple temperature, you know, degree difference and Sunday going up to 70 degrees and being mostly sunny. So Sunday, these fish are, are going to be
2: miserable. It They're could not be it know could what be. they want to do.
0: Granted it is Tennessee and it is literally about a week out. Well, it, it is a week out. Uh, from day one so obviously things can change but looking out which is why i think this this whole setup that we're doing a week out is intriguing because we're trying we're making predictions a week ahead of time and not like the night before uh so it definitely adds a level of stakes of drama for the four of us so we're like damn like wish we could change your picks type of deal yeah um but what are you guys thinking is is going to go down what's going to be the heavy pattern here
2: it could be a spinnerbait, chatterbait type tournament, especially if there's any rain in the area. You could see some current, and that could really get them firing on that. I think there is like a Tennessee River, like a DT-8 or a DT-6 or 10 might play as well, like that just off the spawning areas where they're staged. If somebody finds that, it's going to be fun.
0: I'm thinking we're going to see more Kyle Welcher in a mag draft again.
2: Yeah, that that very well could be or Carl Jacobson in a glide bait or BP in a glide bait.
1: Man. Yeah. I mean, chicks got them. There's no doubt with that. And I don't know if they will be, um, fully on the bed. I do think some fish will be spawning even without the moon phase. I think that there always is, you know, like some stragglers on, on either, on any situation when it comes to a spawn, but, um, man. So wait, you saying stragglers. You think it's, you think they're done spawning
0: right now? i don't think they even started i think they're just kidding i'm
1: saying like oh oh. just like your couple like because right like you can't on these fisheries too and it's so much different every time i've experienced going south than like our fisheries here in colorado and i don't know how it kind of works up there but like there are so many fish in some of those lakes that like the spawn goes on for a month like on grand dude like they're spawners forever as you like it's just each wave with that kind of moon phase but you kind of have some random situations that don't make sense water temperature wise and all that kind of a thing but i mean I, I think it'll be a shallow deal and i think it'll be uh i mean those fish have been 60 degree water they're sitting there getting ready
0: yeah i think it'll be like a secondary point back of pocket deal. i think people have a couple different
1: things going reaction baits covering water man
0: oh for sure i i mean We talked about it It as like offline of like, do we think that Friday where it's a high, you know, 30s overnight, high of mid 50s is going to play hard. But, you know, thinking more on that, I think they might just be so hard in that pre-spawn that it's not going to be as big of a deal. But that's also me in my New York mindset where weather doesn't really affect our fish this time of year. Whereas in Tennessee, they are as temperamental as hell being that there's 1400 boats on there every
1: single day of the week. So who knows? That's a factor too and I haven't really thought about it with my picks but like with how pressured that fishery is, um, I don't know if you've seen what Jacob Wheeler can do with like sneaky holes there but as far as like I mean some finesse guys and thinking about guys who can just catch them you know because those fish do get do get beat up there like there's a lot a lot of people fishing for them all the
3: time. Yeah,
0: yeah some of the, the the amount of tournaments like size like boat wise is insane to me. Like, cause it's for folks who've never been on Chickamauga. Like I went down the first time I ever fishing Chickamauga I was like, this place is going to be massive. I can go like go explore so much different stuff when even in a kayak, just in a couple of days, like it's, it's really not that big of a, wa- a body of water. It's really not. Mm-hmm. And especially in terms of places that could really play in the pre-spawn, there's really not too much water for these guys to cover. So you're talking bumper boats
2: is what we're talking possibilities. <laughs>
1: I mean, Talking the bump.
2: Yeah. I, don't, I, don't I don't know. It'll be
1: very. I think, I think it would be more bumper boats if it was post-spawn, but because it's, yeah. because it's pre, I think you'll have guys spread out decently. Yeah.
0: I, I, I'm not, I'm not too sure. I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see how this plays out because obviously the last time the elites were at Chickamauga, you know, it was October and guys that got five fish were getting checks where i think this will be i'm not going to say they're going to blast them but i think they're not, gonna have a, they're not they're not going to have a problem getting
2: a limit you're probably you going to need like 15 a day to make the cut or 16 a day to make the cut and like 20 a day to be in the top 8
0: it'll be very intriguing it's, it's you know one thing i haven't checked um, is well i think one factor to lay out while i have it here is that it's only going to be a quarter moon starting or on friday next week is when it says first quarter is april 9th so meaning there's not going to be much moon action so i don't think it will be crazy spawn deal but to deacon's point i also agree that it doesn't you know the moon is not the the lone factor in determining if they're going to spawn or not Uh, but also i don't know i haven't looked yet to see what the how much water they're going to push I haven't looked to see what that's going to be like to see if that would generate any, because obviously that's a big factor in this pre spawn deal. I think for for guys that have stuff towards the main river, mm-hmm. because not all fish are going to run back to the very backs of these creeks to to go do the nasty. Like they're gonna they're gonna have some small stuff here and there. And obviously, I think for a pre spawn deal, I mean, I could be wrong in saying that current is crucial for pre spawn on the TVA. But I would I would assume that uh, current is going to be important for that pattern if someone has it or at least help it um but i'm gonna i'm gonna go i'm gonna go in line with kind of what andy said like chatterbait spinnerbait i'm gonna say you're going to see a magdraft playing a good amount like a an 8 a inch. not too. not just your 6 like an 8 yeah um, go then ahead you're, then you're like you're, you're junk fisherman that sort of deal
2: i'm sure a trap will play too jerkbait somebody forward facing jerk baits.
0: i could even see a topwater playing
2: our yes big this is the 60 country. degrees yeah
1: yeah man like a spook place so good pre-spawn and post-spawn popper we've seen what guys can do i mean
0: yeah i see cox with a frog in his hand until he finds you know a seven on a bed in a place where no one else would be looking but john cox
2: <laughs> going through like a storm drain to get into like a secret water hole like how he won that flw tournament
0: yeah, like places kayak
1: guys can't even get back to. <laughs>
2: Let me get this big crest line. Well,
1: the, the only advantage, Bailey, that I will say that a boat guy has to a kayak guy when it comes to real skinny water is the fact that they can use their boat to bust through stuff to get into stuff. They have really? a motor to, like, <laughs> jump and push and like (laughs) break things a guy's like
3: basically
0: using his paddle to try to push himself over a log or like yeah like they could
1: just like get a running start and go you know well i mean you (laughs) worry about
0: it later you can get a running start in a kayak it's just not gonna turn out well well for you (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: all
0: right but any any other you know predictions in terms of, of pattern um what might be relevant for this tournament before we start getting into the buckets.
2: I I just think it's going to be a junk fishing fest. Personally. I think whoever wins is going to have like two or three different patterns going on pre-spawn fish. Yeah.
0: I think there's going to be a bunch of things that are going to play. Jim Johnson seems to love to refer to the free rig ever
2: since we started talking about the free rig. And I love it. I'm all for it. Jim throw it in there. Now, are you picking Taku?
0: yeah jim uh if you haven't made your picks yet please don't until all of us have our picks in and yeah pick whoever we don't choose yeah (laughs) pick whoever bart chooses if you would uh just kidding um all right so if you guys are good let's uh let's start getting into the buckets here you guys good yeah let's go all right let's go with our reigning champion of santee cooper to lead us off here deacon start off start us off with bucket a
1: All right. So bucket a, um, man, I have picked him and picked him and picked him and he'll probably burn me at some point. But here's the, here's the problem with picking, uh, having a a good run in fantasy fishing is like your guys who I do think that there's something to relying on guys that like, if you kind of get a consistent, like, Hey, this guy's just having a good season, keep rolling with it. But when you look at a guy, uh, like, those guys, because they're having a good season, they all end up in bucket A. And then you're like, I can't pick them in all the different buckets. <laughs> so that's like a negative side of things. But man, um, one thing that I will stress about Chick, and it's always, they're always there in May generally, but um, FLW has spent a lot of time fishing on Chick. So I'm going to look to the guys that fished the FLW tour um, previous to the merger chick was hit so many times and there are some guys with a lot of history have done really well here and two of them are in this group and that's john cox and buddy gross um have both been incredible there, like top three finishes a lot of them and wins so um i don't know if it'll be a complete spawning deal but i've seen john cox win on there without a spawning deal just throwing a wacky rig Sanker around cypress trees plenty of times so i'm going john cox and bucket a
0: never argue against John Cox. Ever. Quite literally never. Not even small right. enough. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Second place from last week was Bart. Let me pull up Bartuzik's pick here. Uh, Bartuzik also is going with John Cox. Uh, which, like I said, I don't think you can argue that pick, especially with his recent success, especially if you're going to go with, like, a Buddy Gross Uh, you know, rumor has it, he lives on the place. So, uh, I think he knows a thing or two about it. Um, (laughs) uh, for me, I, I would love to pick John Cox. I would love to pick buddy gross, but starting to see these standings here. Uh, I know I'm going to have to make some moves if I want to give Deacon a run for his money by the end of the year and and snatch a bait of my choice from Omnia fishing. Um, and that being said, I'm going to go with a guy that every time he's on the TVA, he seems to do solid if not a top 10 uh and seems to be kind of under the radar and is only in four percent right now which is kind of crazy and i'm going brandon lester i think that's a good pick yeah,
2: that is a great pick i um since bart isn't here i'll kind of interject here real quick i was between brandon lester and brandon Polnick because they both do well in junkie type fish like when it fishes junky, like junk tournaments. And I had Brandon Lester pick up until about 10 seconds before you said Brandon Lester. So I'm going with Brandon Polonick just because I think he's going to catch them however he wants cranking, chatterbait, big swim bait. He can catch them however.
0: I think if there's one thing, if we haven't, well, we should have known before Santee Cooper. But if there's one thing we've learned about Brandon Polonick at this stage in his career, is regardless of where it is, time of the year, what's going on, whatever happens, tornadoes, hurricanes, okay. Brandon Polonik will is always a factor everywhere. Yeah.
1: And I think, especially even above that, I would say he's even more. I mean, he's a factor everywhere, but he's even more of a factor on big fish fisheries. Yeah. Yes. When there is big fish, he plays like he gets yeah. them. Like I don't know what it is, but those like five to seven pounders, he's got dialed on big places.
0: Yep. Yeah. And I remember quoting, you know, basically verbatim from Santee saying that I don't think this is, you know, politics kind of derby for a, a full blown spawn derby. I think he'll do well, get a check, but I don't think he's going to you know, do very well. And he almost won the damn tournament. So I, he made me eat my words. <laughs> yeah. And he was uh, catching a lot
2: of his fish. They were pre-spawn in the morning. Yeah. So, which is like, oh, he's like the only one that's getting big bites doing that, which just speaks volumes to where he has become, right, as an angler. Yeah. Like, it's insane. Yeah.
0: So, Andy, you're going BP, which yeah. I think is another solid pick. Um, I think some other picks in here that could be kind of sleepers, especially if there's like a pre-spawn deal going on. The one thing that popped in my head, but I couldn't stray away from Lester was Stetson Blaylock. I think he's another solid pick in this group. For a what else? What else do you guys think? A wise guys that might be good picks. Which I'm surprised none of us picked Buddy Gross. I was really thinking Bart was going to pick Buddy Gross.
1: Hey, like that's a great pick, right? Like I mean, 50 percent of that field or more is, is are those two guys, and uh, it's because I mean, look at the track record on the FW2 tour there, and you'll be like, oh, makes sense.
2: <laughs> uh Oh, Andy, I Jim just commented. I said, Jim, you need to change your pick. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, pregnant's, uh, pregnant, pregnant. Polonik's wife is pregnant. They need that cut ice cream to make it through the weekend. So, <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> I thought it was Pickwick where he's like, uh, in his last video, where he's like, uh, if I make the final day, Kyle Vendever will fish in my place. <laughs>
2: yeah, because I think her due date is like the Saturday of Pickwick. Quite literally. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> all right. So, yeah, all, all great picks for, for group A. Uh, there's definitely a couple different options. So, um, looking for me and before we get into group B, uh, guys, if you have some, some hot takes, some really bold picks, uh, keep firing those out of there, out there, because we still have, uh, four little prize packs to give away to you guys that we'll start, uh, giving away and guys, uh, Andy, Deacon, fire at will. If you see something you like, start throwing some, some giveaways at
1: these guys. Hey guys, quick question. Has the elite series going to chick was the first time in a long time. Right or or was it the first time? Well, have-
2: well, they were supposed to go in the spring, like to the COVID year, right? And then they bumped into the fall. But that, was, that was, was the first time in a long time. Yeah, was was it two?
0: Yeah, two years ago, two fall, two falls ago, like a year and a half yeah. ago. I'm um,
1: struggling on their website to. Yeah,
0: download. the new website is. Mm. Some parts are good. Some, some parts are like, eh,
1: like, I can see the top four. I don't know how to. I don't know how to expand this to see like the actual results of that tournament. I have no idea.
0: I think the last time – I could be wrong, but I think the last time before the fall tournament where Lee Livesey won, the last time they were there I think was Texas Fest where Jacob Wheeler won.
1: Well, I think. think. Amaga's not in Texas. why so allowed to be Texas. Or
2: not. It in- was Bass Fest or Bass whatever. Fest. Yeah, and they brought in me. like FLW guys to fish it and stuff yeah. and college anglers, which uh, Steve Mooey, a good friend of ours, actually I think placed in like the top 20 in that tournament. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: Who's Steve Mui? I don't know. I don't yeah.
2: know. <laughs> yeah. Scrub. Scrub. So another, another
0: father to be. Yeah. A little bit. So. Um, yeah. So what do we think in group B? Deacon, kick us off.
1: Oh, man. I am really between two picks and B. Probably the most I've ever been this season. And it's mostly because kind of like in poker, when you have a lead, you play differently than than when you uh, are trying to come back, so uh, that's kind of my issue is that I see a pick in here that is way undervalued, uh, and I think that it is somebody who oh gosh, I some, for some reason just switched my hairs chain. Let me go back to my chick. Um, Do, <laughs> um, anyways, in bucket B, I have a really hard time, and I'm still like, oh.
0: <laughs> it's so tough,
1: dude. Like. <laughs> when you get in these top buckets, like there's so many good anglers and I want to stay with Luke Palmer he is, he is such a safe pick. I mean, he is just as safe as it comes. It, he
2: just cuts adventures. checks.
1: Yeah. He's a cut. He's a check cutter. And he is someone who has figured out how to break into the top 10 as well. Um, But David Williams is 0.4%. I mean, is wow. is a, not a pick in, in B right well, he has two top tens at chick on the FLW tour in the la from 2019. And I think 2020, so, um, hammer on chick, both those times were in may. So I could absolutely get crushed here, but those old guys, like a David Williams, a Todd Otten, like throwing a chatterbait around getting around reaction fish, been there a lot because of the FLW tour. I think that's where I'm going to go above a, uh, Above a Luke Palmer, and that could absolutely burn me and open up the race for somebody because Luke will get a check no matter what. And David, I could see going both ways. But man, he's fishing well. He's in bucket B for a reason. So uh, I'm going David Williams.
0: I like that. I I do I I like the risk you're taking because one, it's just fun, but two, it gives me a window to sneak in there. I I I literally
1: like I would absolutely be picking him if I wasn't in I wouldn't be as hesitant if I wasn't in the lead. But because I'm in the lead, I like should play it safer. But man, it gives you a window. So good luck.
0: That's right. That's right. And I'm probably gonna flop. But hopefully this guy does <laughs> not for me. But before I go, um, Bartuzic, being that he got second place last week, um, picked Jacob Peraznik, which I think is a solid pick. But it's one that he always worries me because I really wanted to pick him for Hartwell, but he had like a flop day one. Had a good, really good day day two. I think it's so um, yeah it's, it's one I could go both ways on. So I can never say here nor there. Um, and Jim Johnson, I'm seeing your comment right now. You're going to have to uh, change your pick as well for group B because I'm also going Takumi Ito, who's become one of the more consistent anglers wherever these guys are going. Um, but I also have a bias because this is where uh, the place I met Takumi Ito on the water was Lake Chickamauga and he persisted to catch a six pounder in my face where I didn't think fish existed. Um, so with that, I'm going Takumi Ito. I just think it's the time of year where he's easily going to get a check. Um, he's just been everywhere they go. He's just had, he finds a way to catch him. I, I, he's just a magician, man. He, he takes Disneyland with him. There is no smallmouth Disneyland. It's just, Disneyland. Takumi. It's just Takumi. That's, and it's his world. We're, we're I all just it. living in
2: it. Just, just real quick here. We're getting some KJ queen love because of the mustache. And we're going to give him some queen love back. And, uh, Give them cool. some queen uh, tackle here. So Jordan, reach out yes. to us on Instagram or uh, Facebook and get us your info. We're going to get a code over to you for queen tackle.com.
0: Heck yes. I love that because <laughs> the mustache, he's because... got like a, he's like becoming the young brunette, Matt Robertson, yeah. which is a bold, is a, is it's a quite a compliment, honestly, it's but like uh, North it's Carolina, really
2: smoky mountain, like Matt Robertson look yeah I,
0: either way i'm a huge fan of it especially because he drives a damn van like the the queen machine i think is what it oh, calls i love it. that thing
2: yeah. yeah so um i was torn between two scott b- canterbury has been quite quiet since he won his aoy and i was like oh this might be a good place to pick scott he's in the lead on in group b for whatever reason they have him the number one person at bank. Oh, cause it's alphabetical order. No, forget me. It's um, only 6% <laughs> on, but I, I went with Taku as well, just cause he's overall consistent and he catches them literally everywhere he goes. And me being in last, I need consistency and I need home run picks. That's why I was swaying between the two, but Canterbury could can also end up in like 72nd and really screw me. So I'm going to go consistent in group B and go to Kumo. Edo. You just- Takumi, Takumo, yeah. Takumo, don't, don't, dude, it's been a long day. <laughs> don't you disrespect Takumi. my man, Takumi? Oh, now I can't talk. All right. Alabash <laughs> oh,
1: showed God. up and said Bartless. Yes, man.
2: Bartless, Bartless and we, was here. And he, he was lost. here
1: for like half a second, but man, he's been, he's been bailing.
0: Bart joined us tonight. He made the effort to come on while he was driving, uh, but his his signal was not the greatest, so he ended up hopping off here, which probably did on purpose. So you don't have to deal with us fools. Um, but there's, I think Mm. all those are great picks. Um, but there, I think there's a couple in here we can also shout out to, um, in addition. So there was a comment earlier on Joseph Webster, who is second, I believe right now in rookie of the year standings. Um, who's one, he's a guy from Alabama who has experience in the TVA. He's only at 0.4%. Um, I think you could look for him to, to make some jumps. And I'd also look to, um, I thought he was in bucket B's and bucket C, So we'll bring it up in a little bit. Um, but also Jake Whitaker's at 3.5% has history on Chickamauga granted a completely different time of year, but just having him on the show, I think this could also shape up for something in his wheelhouse. (laughs) I
2: love how we're running that, that play right now. Like anybody who's on the show, like it'd be official, right? If Whitaker has like a top 10 finish, it would be absolutely official. Everybody's going to be wanting to come on before an event.
0: Dude, yeah, if Whitaker like one or top ten, like it'd be official. Like we're just we're a horseshoe for these guys, basically. Because every time they come on here at right before an event, boom. <laughs> like it's just like I don't know, it's clockwork. Yeah. Um all right. So any other picks you guys might have that we didn't talk about yet in group B. I think that's about it, right? I mean, maybe Zaldane could play a factor if a mag draft's gonna
1: play.
2: Or Brandon branding card, like Loki always shows up in Tennessee River tournaments.
1: Yeah, and I mean, man, my problem with Dane is that he is so good with a swim bait, and it's so up and down when it comes to like a derby with him, it seems. And like I, there's probably a list of like five guys that I love watching live fishing, and he is one of them. Like he just explains everything and he shows what he's doing and he does such a great job with it. But it's like, as far as a fantasy pick, he's a tough one, man.
0: Yeah. He has some of the greatest, like, I think two day tournaments in like the past five years of the elite series, but just cannot close. Day three is like his nemesis.
1: And he knows Um, it. He's open about it. Like, Yeah. yeah.
0: It's not like we're talking crap about him, but like he he literally comes out and said it himself. Um, All right. Let's start. So group C was probably the hardest bucket for me to pick. I don't know about you boys, but
2: yeah, it's pretty tough. I, um, I flip flop between two people, three people actually. And I, I settled where I'm going.
0: All right. Deacon kick us off, buddy.
1: All right. So, uh, bucket C man, I am, I'm leaning again on the, flw tour guys and maybe that's a mistake that can definitely burn me um being that it's just there's there's other anglers here than those guys but um i went with austin felix i think that he is due to have a uh, a, a good derby and he's a great fisherman be careful be yeah. careful <laughs> Okay. Oh he's he's done well there man i think he top 10 one of the chickamauga events just
2: there. real quick to jim too i want to give him a quick shout out hope you have a speedy recovery buddy feel better soon rest up
0: um real quick for chris birch yes there is a serious angler fantasy fishing group on bassmaster if you guys are not in it and are interested um go down to the, to the link in the description below and you get it'll take you right to the group you can join and uh, if you're doing well and you win, you get a $250 Omnia gift card at the end of the season. Um, but just throw it out there right away before we get into Bart's pick. I also am going Austin Felix, which I am shocked that Zuzik did not pick him in this bucket. You I mean that should be kind of like yeah, Bart's MO is if he lives in Minnesota or Wisconsin, he's getting picked. That's right. Um, but like in the spirits of this being, you know, him finding a good pre-spawn deal, I feel like Felix is a, A really good pick um so i guess we're you uh you know deacon john and i are going to ride out this uh this felix pick and hopefully jim johnson's curse (laughs) won't uh (laughs) ruin our chances here
2: (laughs) so well i did not take austin felix i bounced between three people chris johnston Wes logan and seth fighter I didn't know which way I wanted to go there because I feel like they could all do really well. And they all might be in the top 50 cut when it's all said and done. Low-key fighter is having a down year, what a lot of people would consider from his AOI, but he's still cashing checks. So I'm going to go with fighter. I think this is where he kind of flips it around and you see him catch some big ones on some Bassman spinner baits on some big pre-spawners. And I think that's the way I'm going with them going fighter.
0: I like that. I uh, After Santee, I think I'm going to lay off Mr. Chris Johnston for a while.
2: Maybe until uh,
0: Oahe or something yeah. like that. We'll figure yeah, it out. I told you
2: it was uh, Corey's turn to shine this year, and it seems to be working out pretty well. So, uh, the Corey right.
0: Johnston tour, quite literally. Um, and All right, so to round out our group C, Bartuzik went with a guy that I was thinking about picking, but he's always he's, oh, he's literally a coin flip. Um, and that's Chad Pipkins, which coming in at 1.2%, Such I think Bart, one. it is. And I think Bart's just taking a swing for the fence with that pick. Yeah. Um, But I mean, dude, there's some other picks in here that could be in that same mindset, right? That they could, you could go one way or the other. I don't think Kufal had a big uh, ownership for Santee Cooper. Uh, and the way he was catching them was the way you're catching uh, pre-spawners, which... Not saying that there's Cypress, there's not Cypress Fields in Chickamauga like there is Santee. Um, but it's the kind of same mi- uh, mindset and finding those fish could play for Kufal, um, to have another decent tournament.
2: Just, just real quick here. Um, our guy that we should have talked about in Group C is Lee Livesey, Gizzard Shad. He gets Gizzard Shad, and let's and, not forget
1: he won there. I mean, was, and he won there. I so,
2: year, but. Kevin's going to get some Hummingbird gear because of this. Um, nice. Yeah. So now I'm putting the pressure on you guys to pick the other two winners. But uh, I think Andy. Livesey could be um, a, a sleeper pick there. Andy so, with the bomb picks for giveaways. I love yeah. it. So uh, was good. I was dying and, so and if that's I'm not top. mistaken, nope. Livesey is also a Hummingbird guy. Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's why we're going there. All right.
0: but So let's dive into that for a second because –
2: I like the Livesey pick because after
0: uh, Hartwell, I think he really showed that he can catch fish, not outside of a grass fishery or a Texas fishery, you know, a spotted bass, clear water type of deal Livesey showed. And he was, he was in third place going into day three of the classic. Um, I think Livesey can definitely do good here. I mean, he literally just had a kid. So, I mean, if you want to talk Bassmaster history, if you have a baby, you do well. Um, but <laughs> beyond that theory, I do not like the theory that, oh, because he won here in the fall. I'm not a fan of that pick because that is one completely different time of year. And they had matted out grass with cheese when there's none of that
3: right now. He just knows how to catch big fish.
1: Yeah, that's. I was just going to say, Lee's just good, man. That's more of it. Like, yeah, he won, and that's great. But, like, ah, he's good. (laughs) Well, I do like
0: the theory that you have, though, Andy, with the gizzard, Chad. Now I know the gizzard shad act completely different than those down in on Lake Fork, but that, obviously there's going stuff. to be some similarities. I think a shad is that.
2: a shad is a shad. If they eat shad, they're going to eat them somewhat similar. And it's just how do you apply it to contour breaks and structure, yeah, and boat positioning. So they're going to. Right.
1: I got. I got my. I, we're going right into an omnia giveaway. Love it. Uh, um, Spot hunter's pick. Mike Huff for drain the lake. Uh, Mike Huff finished second there last year. I think he's a fantastic angler in that middle region of the country. Bluff walls, all that stuff, man. He's just, he's awesome. And uh, it's not something we talk about enough. He's drained the lake. That's another whole fantasy deal. That's an absolute blast to me. So I, uh, I like that pick and I'm going to take your pick spot Hunter. 13 uh, and actually do that on my drain the lake. I think that's a fantastic pick for drain the lake. And it's a tough deal because he's fishing. Well, I think he's in one of the top buckets to like pick him in this derby, not in drain the lake, but spot hunter, get with us Uh message, message us on social and we will get you out. an Omnia gift card.
3: I
0: love that. Um, if, if folks, whether you're in the comments now or on social media, we'll put up a poll. But for next season, if you guys want us to incorporate Drain the Lake, uh, one of the reasons we haven't incorporated it this year was because we, as a group, take so long to talk about our picks, like an hour and a half, that if we did Drain the Lake, obviously it'd be in probably another 30, 45 minutes. Um, But if you guys want us to incorporate that, I'm I'm game for that. Um, That's all the more reason for us to talk more crap to Ronnie Moore. So we're all in for that. Uh, so you guys let us know if you want to see drain the lake, if that's something you guys play and we'll, uh, we'll get in on that. Um, but let's see, let's start diving. So that means all that's left folks is the Hobie eyewear giveaway. If you want some Hobie eyewear shades, make sure you guys are putting in some of your hot takes, uh, some of your fantasy fishing picks, maybe some question, you know, some conversation starters, throw that in there and let's, uh, let's get you guys some Hobie eyewear shades.
2: Love this but- comment. Brad says, so a longer podcast. I think, yes.
0: All right, Brad, we see you. Okay. Thank you.
2: We appreciate it.
0: All right. Group D, Deacon.
1: Okay. Take it over. Um, This was a really easy pick for me. Um, These lower buckets, I think you kind of got to go high percentage. So uh, Steve Kennedy was someone who I'm like, man, he's just so up and down, and I could see him having a breakout, but man – you're talking junk fishing and pre-spawn and maybe some spawners, but someone who just does well, 29% Jason Christie, man, it's hard to, hard to pick against a a Christie
2: all, even though he just finished like dead last as Santee.
1: Yeah. I, 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 that's uncharacteristic, man. Very. (laughs) So that's uh, that's even more reason in my opinion, when he's down in a bucket D it's hard to pass up someone like that.
0: Who is it again? I've, Sorry, I just missed. I was reading comments.
1: Christy, oh, are you being Christy. serious? He I thought you were I was like, you don't know who Jason, we were talking about. J. No, J. no,
0: <laughs> who's JC Christie? I'd never heard of that guy. Did, did he win Red Crest? No, I'm just um, Probably so could. yeah, I, I was actually kind of surprised, honestly, that he was in almost 30% ownership. Yeah, I, I it's got to <sighs> be just of a classic bias. Um, Uh just Jason Christie Christie man he
2: catches big
0: fish. I I, I understand that. I understand that, but like I could see like a 20%, but I can't I don't know. I guess I couldn't
1: how many times has B has he been in bucket D? Because I'm gonna say very, very few times. (laughs) That's the reason. That's like that's I think the big portion of that. Yeah.
0: All right. So after your pick, Deacon, uh Bartuzic's pick uh is a guy that lives local. Uh, could do well, but is one that is a either he will make or break your fantasy fishing team. And he's going with Carl Jacomson, which I think Carl could have a great tournament. Yeah, but it also could struggle. Another guy that just had a baby, so he could win it yeah. all.
2: But um, he, these guys, gets, these elite boys, are getting busy, man. Like, like, <laughs> no, they're like, man, we're settled down in
1: our career now. Like, all right, I
2: think fighter started like a baby train. It like, must have been because like KJ <laughs> Queen's got a baby. You got twins on <laughs> the twins way. Is like, good gosh,
0: that means. So, you know what that means?
2: Double wins. That's <laughs> basically <laughs> back to back. back, to back. <laughs> no, so um, yeah, I agree with Bart on this one. I'm going Carl too, just because. If you get Carl on a TVA lake, he just seems to catch them every time they go to Gunnersville. He catches them, and he moved to Chick what three and a half years ago, and he's spent a lot of time out there learning. Every big fish we see in the offseason, I think he catches on Chick. So he knows he could know where like those secret honey, honey hole spots are now, and he's gonna catch them. Yeah, oh yeah, you see a Molex Glide
3: bait, the <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. So with my pick, I went kind of the same, a guy that lives on the lake, which I think for a lot of people don't keep up with some of the pros. You might not know that he lives on the lake and has for the past few couple of years. And he's All a guy right. that I think can do well in the pre-spawn. Uh, and I know it's, it's, a, it's kind of a leap of faith, but I think he'll do well. He's only at 4.4% ownership, and that is Hunter Shriak. Literally lives two minutes from the ramp. Uh, I've seen him in the the few times I've been at Chickamauga. I see him at the ramp every time. So he's putting his time in there. That's, that's not that's for
1: a, That's interesting. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's
0: not for a lack of not knowing the area, right? So uh, I'm going to go with Hunter on this one. I know yeah. he can. Uh, he's not known to get in that top 10, but he's pretty consistent in that top 30. At least has been in the past. I don't know where he's standing in Angler of the Year this
2: year yeah that's um that's a good pick i i kept fluxing between carl too carl and hunter i was like man those are two hard people to pick between because they just live there so yeah.
0: i think another guy to look out for that is like almost like a gut feeling pick like there's really no like previous evidence or any theory as to why beyond just a gut pick is uh Gussie. he's been too yeah. quiet this year
2: I he's agree. having a tough start to the year it seems so he'll catch him he'll figure it out at some point
0: Tennessee River
2: (laughs) yeah you ain't kidding like it's been like a a low-lying roller coaster for Gussie since that mm -hmm. Tennessee River event
0: um one thing that I would be very curious to see if it'll play being the time of year um is and I want to see what the discharge is going to be like for the uh, the current levels is um will the tail race play for smallmouth Yeah, that's what i'm curious about does the
2: water have to be up for that tail race to play though it has to be up to get up there in a bass boat on chick doesn't it i don't
0: know that for a fact i think i don't know i can't speak on that because one i've never been up in it i've never talked to people about it i know our our boy alex rudd fishes it out of a freaking kayak so i think they'll be okay getting up there yeah i don't know um either way i think that uh if there was a guy that's going to go check the tail race for small mouth, I'd say Gussie probably going to be one of those guys.
3: Um,
0: but I don't know that that's a winning pattern. I think that's one that could be go get five, you know, get 14 pounds of small mouth and <coughs> go find, go search for a big, because mm-hmm. um, I know that it's like a consistent pattern, even like that for like Nickajack, which Nickajack, the tail race, most of the tail races kind of set up similar. Um, I think guys, depending on what that's going to look like, um, guys might be looking at that during practice just to see if there's a bite to go up. Hey, can I go up and just, you know, is my check for this tournament up there and then spend four hours to go look for a big, cause like, like we talked about, like Chickamauga is not a big place. You could run around on that place fairly easy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just throwing different theories out there. Um, but so a guy that I wanted, I, if I mistake mistaken in uh, group B, I thought he was group C, but apparently he's, he's in group D. So I wasn't as knowledgeable as I thought. Uh, that I think is going to have his breakout tournament is Cody Huff.
2: Yeah, he's what, like a half a percent owned?
0: Yeah, literally 0.5. So I could see him doing pretty well in this one. I hope so. I hope so for the guy because the dude is so dang good. Like He's won big tournaments before he was even in the Elite Series, before he was even going after the Opens, uh, beating guys that are these big-name pros and using college. Um, So just out of a personal bias, too, I hope he does well. Any other ones in Group D that you guys think would uh would match up well for Lake Chickamauga?
2: Maybe like a Josh Douglas, because he's had a lot of time there and um he just understands how to read electronics. He's done well on other Tennessee River ledge lakes, like Kentucky Lake. When the bite's tough, he always seems to catch him finesse. So um maybe he like
0: a, didn't he have like a 28 and a half pound bag at? Santee.
2: Yeah, on the bed. And I think a couple of his kickers came on frogs, if I remember correctly.
0: Oh, yes. Posted on social. That was freaking sick.
2: Oh, that's so fun. Oh, man. But like a Justin Hamner could even be like a surprise as well.
0: I could see that. He's a power fisherman. He literally told me like, he's like... Yeah, I have like three years experience using a spinning reel. Everything else is like power fishing because that's why I look like such a doofus, the classic, using a Domeki rig, which I thought honestly was impressive. Yeah, If he has little experience with spinning reel, the way he used Demiki rig rigging like that. But uh, forward-facing sonar is an amazing thing, I guess. Excels the learning curve. But all right, let's, uh, let's dive into the last group, last bucket here, group E. And I am fairly intrigued to see... If we all have the
2: same pick, <laughs> I think we're gonna surprise some people with this pick, but just real quick, can you believe Kyle Welcher is at 41%?
0: I believe it. I mean, the dude's <laughs> from there, dude. He has so much history yeah. there. Just if insane. if this guy wasn't in there, I and and honestly, a lot of my thing is a personal bias because he's a buddy. But if Kyle Welcher, like I mean, that's who I'd be picking. Yeah. But I, I didn't pick Kyle Welcher to spoil I mean to spoil alert, but mm-hmm. um, Deacon kick us off. Yeah.
1: I'm calling it. (laughs) Uh, And and I really, I I really should probably even be, I'm still like, dude, in my head, I'm kicking myself about the David Williams pick, but I got a good feeling in in bucket B playing it safe. Like that is not a safe pick. He's a 0.4%. Kyle Welcher, man, 41%. Um, bucket E gets to a point where there's always that high percentage guy and like normally finishes well. And, um, Kyle Welcher is someone who above all else in this bucket he fishes fast and in the pre-spawn covering water I just think uh I think it's hard to go against him.
0: Yeah, you, you give Spot Hunter this prize pack and he I know, a and boring safe out. pick.
1: <laughs> no, he is, but like he's a boring safe pick but like hey, I'm here to win. I'm not he's here He's playing
0: to
2: with like a 6-point
3: lead. Like yeah.
0: he Hey, he's not boring. He's the poker player, all right? He's he's not boring. He's Elusive, mysterious. Elusive. That's right. I think he could have a great tournament. I think he p- keeps that six inch mag draft in his hands or even an eight. It's fishing and, well right now, more, just with the jig. Classic, except for Jim Johnson took him.
1: Like,
2: yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. Pick yes. Welcher. <laughs> Good job, Jim. <Jeff>. Thank you.
0: <laughs> but so the guy, I mean, the Hiawassee's open and he's known. Like if you watch his YouTube channel, he loves the Hiawassee. Him and Matt Airy did well in there, um, I believe, on the Chickamauga event in the fall. Um, but still, like that—that that, that stuff could play here. Um, but I will say, and I can't speak for Andy because he told me his pick, and I won't. I mean, Andy, can I just can I just throw it out there for that for good, everybody? Dude. Go ahead. So the rest of us—Bartuzic, Andrew, and myself included—we all went with Mister Jacob Fouts, the rookie, the guide on Lake on Chickamauga lake. Lives on the uh, lake. Man. Knows a lot of it. <laughs> and uh, let's let's just say. I have a text here that you know might or might not be verbatim but the basically said the boys better catch the ass next week. So I'm riding my man's confidence, okay? We're just going to knock on wood after that.
1: <laughs> Here's the deal. Here's the deal. I'm going to say it right now. Bailey Bailey's uh like industry level is like a a, a Ronnie Moore or like getting there, right? Yeah, it, like it's Ronnie literally has, getting there. It <laughs> has all this insider info. And Ronnie Moore has been doing terrible at fantasy here lately. And so insider <laughs> information doesn't suck. always <laughs> help. I'm just saying, insider information doesn't always because you know, you know, fishermen, it's like, oh dude, like I got them dialed, and then it's like, Wow, I didn't catch
2: them today. Well, they changed seven different ways, and I don't know where they went. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so
0: this is Deacon's way of saying politely, dude. You suck. <laughs> I got you. You know, he's you're just saying. saying, I got you. <laughs> I mean, I will say to the flip side of that, um, obviously more riding this on like a hype pick, hope that dude crushes type of deal. But also like there is a side of it. Where it's like, if you know too much, it will burn you.
3: Uh-huh. There's
0: definitely an aspect of it'll, you know, it's either a guarantee or you're just going to completely flop. And obviously I hope that, uh, you know, fouts can not flop. I think he can keep a level head because, like, I mean, dude, he was calling out shots and going to that last open last year. That's, like, either he did well and made it the elites, or if he, like, sucked, you know, that obviously he would not make the elites. But, like, he was literally saying, he goes, I'm going to make the elites this tournament. Like, it, pressure doesn't seem to get to him, uh, which is one that I uh, I think is pretty cool, especially just kind of hearing it from him. Yeah. Um. So I hope he does well. I mean, i love Me to too. see another rookie win. Knock on wood. That would be pretty cool. I think another pick in group E that's one that people are sleeping on is Brock Mosley. Yep. He's another great pick, uh, as well as Frank Talley's at 0.7%. I would, was
1: going to say that, yeah. He's a sleeper, dark horse. Give him a all thunder cricket. Long. He's
0: going to catch him.
1: He's a chatterbait winding fool, man.
0: We have a comment here from Kevin Wesley of beat Bailey E, new group name. I mean, that's a giant group because a lot of people are beating me. So, I mean, if you feel free, but it's, I'll get that last of that group. I can guarantee that. <laughs> you know what? Just because he was ta- he's, he's talking a little trash here, I, I like it. Kevin, we're going to get you some Hobie eyewear shades. Oh,
2: doubling I- up on Kevin. Nice. I like it. Oh, are you big, Kevin? Yeah, he got some hummingbird swag. Oh, son of a.
0: All right, Kevin. We're going to send you some shades, but there's going to be more Hobie shades up for grabs for you folks. So there's still Hobie shades up for grabs. I want to make sure that we're getting more people some stuff. But Kevin, I will keep my promise there and get you some Hobie shades. So folks, keep keep firing away your uh, your picks, your fantasy picks, hot takes.
1: I got, uh, and I, Dylan uh, Dylan's comment here. How much do you think forward facing will play this week? Um, I think a couple things here. As far as I think, there's like. Everyone's like, okay, how much does forward facing play? I think when we traditionally think about it, it's like okay, targeting specific fish and staring at your graph and fishing. But like in today's day and age, in my eyes, forward fishing, forward facing plays literally all the time. If you're fishing shallow or what, like you can always be looking at the bank, see what the bank actually looks like in front of you, see if it's a ledge in front of you. You can spin out and see one. So like I think it'll definitely play to some extent, but I don't think it will be. I can't say like for sure that it won't be one on on a on a something like that, but um, it it'll play. There's no doubt it'll play. I don't know how much it'll play, and I won't say that it's uh you know a guaranteed a ton of it. Like there's going to be some fish shallow. There's going to be some fish caught on a top water. So I don't. I think it'll play less than more, but it'll still play.
0: I think, unless your name is John Cox, it is going to play into your game one way or another. Sure. Because, uh, like, look at it. Let me look at the facts. I mean, Harris Chain, Scott Martin was bed fishing with forward-facing sonar. I think whether you're watching them from, from start to finish, cast to cast, I don't think that'll happen. I think that's more of, like, if you've got a pre-spawn deal going on, that maybe it might be shallow. You're locating those fish with forward, making your cast, and maybe not paying attention to it after that, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I, I think 99% it's going to play this week. I think 100% it's going to play into the winning factor.
1: Yeah, I'm just saying, like, I would assume there that, like, I think that people take forward-facing and they're like, hey, like, it's when you're looking at it at a fish, but, like, it plays all the time, Mm -hmm. 100% of the time, but, unless you're John Cox, like you said, but, like, as far as, like, that's the dominant pattern as scope and fish, I don't think that'll be the case, but I think it'll be, like, using it shallow, using it to, like, look at everything. I like
0: it. I like it. All right. So we went through bucket E here. Um, there's definitely some obvious picks. But what are we thinking weight wise? Oh,
1: dude, that's one one part I didn't. I
0: will throw Bart's weight out here. He has eighty-three pounds and four ounces. So it's essentially kind of like twenty a day.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking like you're gonna see the winner's gonna have one to two like really good bags so maybe like a 25 and a 23 Damn. and That's then a giant
0: bag for this time here
2: yeah 25 20 oh maybe not if they're pre-spawn 28 5 can definitely happen but i don't i don't think that it will be four days in a row like a, the winner will have maybe like a 28 a 23 and then like a 17 and a 20 so I'm going eighty six ten just because I don't think you can catch twenty eight pounds every day when there's fifteen hundred boats on that lake every day.
0: That's what I'm saying with here. Like I, I know twenty eight is possible. I mean, shoot, I mean, shoot, I've seen videos where guys are catching over forty pounds. I know guys that have almost hit fifty on Lake Chickamauga, but that's yeah. in like February, like when no one's really out on the lake that much. Well, this time of year where we're gonna have nice weather, I don't. I would love to see 28 and a half, but I'm going to go the skeptic route in here. I don't think you're going to see that. I think you'll see like an eight pounder. um, But I don't think you're going to see even close to a total weight of 91. Um, We have 87, six here. (laughs) We have Zaldane with a 10 pounder on a swim bait, which will make for great bass live. Um, But my theory here, I'm going with, uh, I, I just, I would love to see him smash him. Don't get me wrong, but I'm going to go the skeptic route here, and I'm going to go 79 pounds, 12 ounces, just under under 80 pounds. I'm going to go with, uh, you know, you have one day with 20 pounds, a couple 18s.
1: 19 average. I I think that's very fair. So I'm going to go based off of more FLW tour data. So in 2020, the tournament was in May, post-spawn, Wheeler absolutely cracked them And this was a major league fishing uh title or uh uh what would you call led, it? it a a event. event. It was but a ledge event deal, too, right. right? And he smoked them. But that being said, it was post-spawn. Um, and you have those fish that, that line up on the beds. He had like ninety-three pounds, but behind him, I think it was Cox or somebody like that, had only eighty one pounds, and I had it pulled up and I don't know where it went, but anyways uh so it okay that was june i'm sorry it was june cole floyd had 81 behind him wheeler had 93 which is a bag 93 12 on a four-day derby there um i think in the pre-spawn those fish can be just as big as that i don't know if people will figure them out to where they can go and get um that kind of a weight for four days in a row the other tournament there that was in may it was like 83 something in uh in major league fishing or or was flw when that that tournament occurred so i am going to go a little bit higher because it is pre-spawn and those fish have eggs in them and they're heavy so i'm i'm normally the skeptic in weights but i'm going to go 84 9
2: i guess the water has been fluctuating a lot lately spot hunter said so mm-hmm. that can play a big deal too like those fish just don't know where to be
1: junk guys jason christie gerald yeah. swindle that just means your your deeper your steeper secondary
0: points could be more consistent. Yep. That could be interesting. That might be if if that's the case and it stays that case for next week, your pre-spawn guys are going to
1: probably shine versus your guys up on the bank. Mhm. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Or your guys who like a like a Mike Huff who like man, it seems like every time on live he's fishing a fishing a bluff, like bluffs. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> less fluctuation when it comes to a bluff wall like those fish are gonna stay versus a bank that's flat wasn't he just creeping a jig up north in the river Dude, he's so good with a dang jig on a bluff wall which just is like that's tennessee right like that's just right what those guys do
0: what uh what do you guys have for big bass what do you think it's gonna what do you think it's gonna be
2: pre-spawn i'm gonna go nine and a half nine. i don't think there's gonna be a 10 but i'm gonna go nine and a half just because I think somebody's going to crack a giant on a swim bait.
1: Man. Nine and a half would be cool. I'm going to go 8-2. What? Uh, I'm just curious. What was it during Lee's event when he won last year? Oh, maybe God. Maybe six? Seven, six, something like no,
0: that. No, I think Mike Huff had it. It was... Um,
1: I think it was a six.
0: Okay. So six or a seven?
1: So... During the Super Tournament, Major League Fishing Super Tournament there in June 23rd, there was both a 9-8 wade and a 9-4 post-spawn on the ledges. So uh those are two big fish. Let's see what it I was.
2: I know the, the Major PPT League Fishing there last year. Yeah, they
0: caught a bunch over seven.
1: And then here's one. So this is May, like right after the spawn, when they first get out to the ledges and are just munching. John Cox won it. Buddy Gross took second. This was May of 2019. Uh, and then you have the one and only Austin Felix in 10th. And then you also have my pick, David Williams, in 9th. But anyways, that was ledge fishing probably in, in May. Uh, guy had a 9.13 and then an 8.08. So I'm going to say somewhere in the 9-pound range.
0: Another nine. Okay. We have a comment here from Tim Creighton saying no love for David Mullins, which is one that I neglected to talk about because he is another Tennessee boy, which I think he'll do well here. I don't think – I mean, granted, he, he's full of surprises, so he could do well, but I don't think he'll shine here. I can more see him doing well with the chatterbait in his hands versus a crankbait here. Um, granted, I think a square bill will play, but I think a lot of guys are going to have like a chatterbait or spinnerbait in their hands for this d- sort of deal.
2: Apparently, there was a thirty-six-pound bag caught a few weeks ago.
0: See, like it, it, this is where it becomes interesting in fantasy fishing because lakes like this, or like a Lake Fork, uh, it, it's it's hard to compare weekends. I mean, granted, a Lake Chickamauga has tournaments on it every single day. It's hard to compare, like some guy going out fun fishing from dark to dark. To a tournament day i think it's definitely something to factor in for time of year but you know what's possible but i think it's just kind of hard to weigh in on what will happen during the tournament you know it can go any any which way Mm -hmm.
1: tournaments are different man
0: like but you know what i like i like the optimism here big was over
2: uh, 12 pounds
0: we got more insider insider info and you know what you know what we're gonna do here because we still have some hobie eyewear shades to give away brayden you won yourself some hobie eyewear shades we're gonna throw you another pair get in touch with us we'll send you some hobie eyewear sweet shades uh so that's kevin and brayden walking away with some hobie eyewear shades this week um yeah because of my not even realizing how many people won tonight. Uh So we'll honor it both. We'll get you guys some shades. Uh, But we have a good question here, actually. I'm getting torn left and right here. But thoughts on John Cox doing well on Santee with no practice. Fox in it, man. It's yeah. just who he is. Let's call John so, Cox.
2: Yeah. So John Cox, right? Like, his style of fishing is to look for spawning flats that time of year. And it's pretty, you can kind of tell where they're going to spawn based off of mapping just the way the contour lines look. So he probably ran around to like every spawning possible area that had spawners on it and just got on the trolling motor on 110 and was looking. And he's like, okay, now I know where some are. Let's go over here and find a few more. And then really in a spawning event on like Sandy Cooper's it's a bigger lake, right. But it's not giant. It fishes relatively small based on what we saw it. I don't think it's that hard Really to figure out where the big ones would be all per se. Especially on a lake that just has giants everywhere.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's fair. And when you're John Cox, I mean you just know where those fish are gonna yeah. go. Um, but here's a funny comment from Shadow Swordfish. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Chances yeah. of an angle fighting. Okay, here's here's the question. <laughs> we need more so, giveaways. Sponsor- chances
1: Let's go. We need. Yeah. That's a great comment.
0: <laughs> we need more Anya gift cards. We need more uh, Queen Tackle jigs to give away. But chances, yes. I'm not going to even say percentage, just yes.
2: yes. Um, here's <laughs> my question.
0: Anderson. Who would be the angler most likely to get in a fight with the local on the spot? Oh,
2: gosh. Ike and Ellie. <laughs> yes. Pugs yes, just I would the person.
0: Just yeah. pay to see that. I would pay to see it. I would pay because it would be like WWE, like Lee Livesey. Could you imagine pissing him off? I'd be I'd be scared for my life.
1: I think he's like a nice guy. I think someone who would he is he's a nice
0: dude, dude. He's like that guy that you're always nice to, always nice to you. But like the guy you do not want to piss off because there's a reason they call him the sheriff, man. He's an intimidating dude. Like, <laughs> yeah,
1: it's always the stairs for me. Like I think of uh, guys who get pissed off like a Matt Heron. Matt yeah, there's somebody just commented Matt Heron. Matt Heron.
2: Good thing Randall Tharp isn't in this event. Back to like, uh Hackney. You know
1: Hackney has straight up like, man, he is a dude who, like, if you're in his little back <laughs> hole area, it's like we're gonna we're gonna talk about this right just now. Just
2: remember, Godzilla ain't got nothing on me. That's right. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I love that. Quote. Yeah. So not to to
0: stir any dirt here. Uh, but did you guys see this with politic? Yeah. And yeah. Cook, did you guys know what that was about? Oh no, this is talking about Harris He's Chain.
2: Polling yeah. got cut off at Harris Chain by a pleasure boat or like a pleasure fisherman oh, on live. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. That. Yeah. So the Oh, the I B- did see that. Yeah, the BP Cook thing was where BP was fishing. Cook came running by relatively close to him on pad, mm-hmm. and he just kind of got. got mad at him for yeah. running relatively close. It's just yeah. that was the, right. That was the first yeah.
0: curse word I think I've ever heard out of BP's yeah. mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Oh, somebody's coming denny brower yeah good god i would yeah no no thanks i'm already like envisioning hackney's like this like eyeball like his face thing yeah that, that's just that's scary as hell yeah. the imitations
1: of guys like <laughs> just kill me man like dude Do you remember freak? that from there to there, this is all mine You many get everything out of it like, <laughs> this year's mine yeah like that's a biffle
2: That's amazing. Oh, dude, I used to love the old ESPN because they would have Mercer's like hot takes first thing in the morning and be like mimic (laughs) this guy and I would just die. (laughs) Dude, there were some really good good ones. I
1: need to to bring that back because you're right at the launch ramp. That was fantastic. Dude, he
0: had like he had like Cliff Crochet do Shin Fu Kai and I I lost it. Like I was crying, (laughs) like a Louisiana guy trying to talk like Shin Fu Kai. Like (laughs) it was perfect
2: there, there's so many good ones dude there's tim said uh when the elites used to have co-anglers i hacked me was screaming at his co Dude, that's I'm scared
0: so from 100 yards away
1: <laughs> here's, dude, here's the deal like that's a like man i i think uh i'm, I'm not a super confrontational guy like don't get me wrong like in sports it would it would be different but like i like i'm just not a super confrontational guy unless there's an actual situation and then kind of turns on but like i've had a lot of situations here lately where a co-angler has absolutely been cutting me off with cast and like i'm gonna snap man i'm gonna turn around and be like what uh, did you can pay for this like you can pay a pro entry and be here and pay all this money but like it just some of those oh man Anyway, what you're
0: saying is we need to get you one of those 360 GoPros for when you do snap,
2: it goes viral. It'll
1: be snapping,
2: it'll be real. (laughs) Deacon's gonna go his brother on everyone. He's gonna do like he's gonna go full Nelson mode. And that's what's
1: funny is like Ryan. So, my my brother just won an NCAA title in wrestling, and he is the most calm, yeah, which is just incredible. Like, like non-same way, a very non-confrontational, off. Of the uh, off yeah. of the wrestling mat and is just a assassin, right? When it comes to wrestling, but just like heated, man. yeah. It's it, like
0: you just turn around to the guy, be like, "Do you know who my brother is?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, what, that's exactly oh, right. Call. Yeah, he'll like, break you ever? like a twig. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, it's like you just turn around, snap your rod over your leg, be like, "Do you know who my brother is?" He'll do this <laughs> to you. See my rod? That'll be you after. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Dude, that's – I don't – like, not to go down a whole rabbit hole because we could be here for another two hours, but, dude, that blows my mind. I mean, I, I'm hoping it's just, like, a lack of education on it as a co-angler, but, like, just a straight-up disrespect to do that is – And I incredible. haven't had
1: that until the Toyota Series level. Seriously, which is interesting because, like, mm. you'd think as a higher cut would get better, but, like, I think those More guys, money. because they, they have the money on the line – um, I don't know. And so, and what the worst part is, is like some of these guys, like they've, they're, they have boats and they fish BFLs and they fish other tournaments. And it's like, I don't know where some of that comes from because you can catch plenty. Like, I'm not going to be cast in front of my guy this week, fishing in Texoma. Like I'm going to be, I'm going to be fishing my own stuff behind. Like there's no, there's no need for that. But that, uh, I don't know. I had a conversation with, uh, uh, the guy who drew my guy the next day. And it was uh, interesting after it was a pretty big name pro. And, and we were just talking and he's like, that guy was horrible. And I'm like, yep, had him yesterday. Know exactly what I went down. Like, <laughs> wow.
2: good God. Yikes. I couldn't Somebody's imagine. him in his place.
0: Yeah. It just shows you what those guys are really there for, right? I mean, it's, if you're They're there alone, man. as a co-angler, you're there for the wrong reason. Like Chris Johnson, dude, and I drew him in the open. I mean, I was 90% tempted not bring a damn rod.
1: Yeah. I was yeah, like, you know uh, what,
0: Chris Johnson, I'm pretty much almost locked in for a check, which was the last check possible because my day two draw. But we'll leave it at that. Uh, either way, like you're, it's it, you're there to learn. But long story short, that's basically what we're trying to get at. Mm-hmm. That this episode completely took a whole 180 turn to a whole different segment. That we were. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's what I love about this show is you, you might start the show with one idea of what you're going to talk about and end on a complete 180. Exactly it's right. amazing. Yeah.
1: But boys, do we have anything else for the folks before we tune out tonight? Um, next Monday show guys is awesome. Um, just recorded it yesterday. It's with Jake Byram of dynamic sponsorships they're behind some of the mega brands that have made bass fishing bass fishing and some of these non-endemics and endemics in the industry um what makes the elite series the elite series to be honest to match with this so um tune into that cool to see someone who went from college fishing to where his career is and all of his fishing and uh, that's what business from the bass boat is about that'll be next monday on uh, someone who's kind of making it happen in the industry
0: I'm really looking forward to that show because I've been following their page and like I've heard different things about them in the industry. So I'm pretty intrigued to 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 learn more about what's all going down with that deal because you hear guys a lot of guys talk about it. It's it's pretty high praised. So I'm intrigued, looking forward to that show. Uh, And then Tuesday night uh, for Tuesday Night Live, we're getting on Tyler Berger uh, from Bass Fishing HQ, uh, which if you folks you don't know yet is one if you like to learn, like if you come to a serious angler to learn about bass fishing make sure you check out Bass Fishing HQ because the dude is an absolute wizard. Um, He's got a really good YouTube channel. Head over, check it out. We're going to have him on Tuesday Night Live. uh, And we're figuring out Thursday night show for next week. But We'll obviously let you guys know if you're not already. Follow us on social media. That way you can stay in touch of what shows are coming up. And uh, if you guys are listening to this right now on MP3, please leave us a rating and review on your app of choice. Uh, And as always, folks, appreciate you guys tuning in. And we'll see you guys on Monday. Well, that was an awesome show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. If you can and your app allows it, please leave us a rating and review. It really helps us get seen more, which allows us to access more time and more variables to be able to bring to the show to make it better for you guys. So hope you enjoyed it. And if you did and you liked some of the things we talked about in this episode and want to check out our show partners, all of that is in every single show description. You can click down there. It's got all of our discount codes, all of our links to our show partners where you guys can go and support the people that support this show and help us make this show happen. And of course, this show does not happen without you guys. You guys know we appreciate you. You're the Searsanga fam. You're the reason we're here. Appreciate y'all and we'll see y'all on the next one.